Hello and welcome to episode 10. I made it to episode 10 of the City Connect podcast with me, your host, Prince Carl. And I'm very glad to be here today. Um, I have a guest and I'm going to introduce her in a second. This one, this is not going to be a video on YouTube, so this is just straight up audio. Once again, uh, I'm glad you, you're here with me. So I want to say that the freight rates continue to be really good with the tender rejection rates. Um, I think tender rejection rates for a reefer is something like 40%. So if you're driving a reefer, you'll probably be doing a dry box like I'm doing right now. The economy is doing really well. So anyway, I'm going to get started with my next guest. And she is someone I think very highly of. Um, she's got a lot of great uh, features. She's very cool. She's very smart. She's very driven. And we're going to talk about that. She's a single mom. And um, um, her daughter is banging on some stuff in the background because she it's like as soon as I turn the microphone and I start talking Bella alright she's a good kid she's a good kid so I'm going to do um, my first guest the lovely Ruby Carranza by the way like when you said she's a good kid you said it so like, <laughs> like with like a scathing look in your eye she's a good kid I'm just kidding there's way worse kids than her uh, yeah, I'm Ruby Carranza. I am 29 years old, and I'm from California. I live in Texas now. I live in Houston. And Carl and I met, like, what? Five, yeah, like we met, like, five years ago. Right. Um, you were friends with my, about my child's dad. Baby daddy. Yes, my baby daddy. Shout out to Eddie. What would? And, um... Yeah, we just like hit it off. I liked your energy a lot. And you have this energy where you're just able to go out and you're very personable with people. And I like that. You're like very unapologetically you. And I really, oh, really, okay. yes, yeah. very, I dig that a lot. Yeah. Thank you. Mm -hmm. uh, right back at you. You, um, It's rare you find someone that doesn't, isn't sort of like saddled with their own insecurities. There's a lot of people that have a lot of insecurities. And I want to start off by saying a shout out to the people that are listening to my podcast that also follow me on Instagram daily. And these are the kind of people where I will literally hit them up and be like, hey, what's up? I'm in town. I'm in your town. You've been watching my Instagram religiously for the past five years. You know, I know they're listening to the podcast. And then it's like, you text them, you call them, and then there's like nothing. And it's, yes, baby, it's, it's right, raining. Get, get it's raining. The, uh, umbrella. Get it, go sit under the umbrella. Yeah, you go. So would you want to touch on that? Like, what's what's the deal with these people? Because I, I want to say that I kind of, and I don't know if I want to say that I feel violated because it's like they're watching my show and my story and, and my life go by. And then if I so much as want anything to do with them in their life and to interact with them and I text them or call them and they don't respond it's kind of like oh they're just basically using me as like a free entertainment like you have people like that as well right yeah I do um, I mean how, do you feel like they sort of violated no I think you that by by sort of watching your your life go pass by but they have they don't want any, any interaction with you not really it just, it's it's I do feel like what has happened is that 
people have become so comfortable with social media yeah. that they almost use that as their uh, their way to get to get their fix of socialness, to get their fix of like of being out, maybe like maybe like this interactive world, right? Uh huh. But. I also do agree with you in a sense that people have lost the a lot of people have lost the ability to just like answer the phone. Yeah, exactly. Phone calls it's become just a very like thumb wild world where we're just texting or we're snapping or we're like or you know, like the, the people that will text you back but then you call them and they won't answer the phone but then they text you back again. It's like you've just texted me twice. I feel like that's disrespectful. But you can't, I don't get but, that. Well, okay, I, I could, I think that it, there, in some cases it could be disrespectful, but in some cases, like, they might be at work or in school. Yeah. So that yeah, makes there's sense. That. There's that. Yeah. But there's also the people where it's like, you know they're in the car, or you know they're at home, they have no job, and it's like, um, why, are, why are you afraid to talk? I think that I don't, maybe that I, I could be different. Like, I think that I, what you and I are doing right now, Having a face -face. Love this. Yeah, love this too. We're having, having, we're having a oh, wonderful shit. day. We're having a coffee. Having coffee, sitting outside, listening to the rub, you know, the bustle, the traffic, the people talk. This is like you know what everyone's been waiting for for the past like six months. We finally are, are able to get out. We're at this great cafe. I we got crave this though. Yeah. I crave human interaction. Yeah. Face yeah. to face. Face to face. There's no higher form of um, human interaction than face to face interaction. Okay, we're back. We're back. Yes, Bella, I'm gonna pick you up. Here we go. I've got a long leg. Jump up. Okay, so we're back on the podcast. Jump up. Are you Jump finishing up. this coffee? This coffee we're drinking. Can you describe this coffee, please? Well, if you've ever tasted shit, <laughs> it's literally like the most bitter. And this coffee just came out of the field. Yeah. I, but I don't even know how it could possibly... Maybe it's roasted very heavily. This espresso will take you to cloud like... How are you even drinking that? This espresso is liquid cocaine. It's terrible. It's awful. It's the most bitter and most sour thing I've ever tasted in my life. It is, isn't it awful? Is the face that I just made? Yeah. Can I, yeah. You, can I have it? No. You want to try, just try a little bit. Up. Just try a little bit. Don't drink it, Bella. Just let her do try not a do bit. it. Go ahead. Try it. Let's see if Come you on. like it. Bella, Bella tell it. me if you like it. No, go ahead. You didn't try it. She's afraid to. Bella, you can't say you're gonna try something and then if, not try it. If Bella tries this, she'll never drink coffee ever in her life ever again. Is that good? How is you that like good, it? Bella? How can you like that? How do you like that? It's the worst coffee I've ever had in my life. What is this place called? Uh, I don't Why know. Why is he looking at this? Why is that guy looking at this? Oh, it's called Common Bond Cafe and Bakery. It's in Montrose. Shout out. Uh, it's the Houston. It's a part of Houston that's pretty hip. Uh, I would say that there's a large LGBT. It's medium hip. Yeah. Yeah. It's a. Well, it's, it's about sixty percent hip. It's got you. You haven't been there. You just came here today. Okay, I don't have a. So you don't really I don't have, have any grounds basis. to talk about hipness in Houston. I know this is my first day in Houston it's ever. It's very LGBT friendly. Uh huh. Um, there's a lot of cool thrift stores. Right. There's really eclectic coffee shops. And there's some awesome bars. Really. Mm-hmm. You want to go to a cool bar? Let's and have go. like uh you want to do that today i think i think i'll be down for like a beer we can go to a brewery okay i, I mean, feel like we've ate we've done nothing but eat today together we've we've, we've eaten like, a lot we we, we, ate a lot. we ate, well, we went from going to a taqueria 
eating with tacos menudo. and menudo, yep. to going to McDonald's, getting right. ice cream, right. to coming to a common bond coffee shop and eating. We're and making drinking. up for lost time for the pandemic. Like all those times you <laughs> wanted to go out. <laughs> We're doing everything right now. Next time you call me up to hang out, you're going to be like, hey, do you want to come and hang out and eat 4,000 calories with me? Yeah, and I'll be down for it. I, I've, I've been known, there have been times when I've eaten two dinners. Like I ate dinner with someone and then I went to a party and ate another <laughs> dinner just because I enjoy I, I enjoy food so much. That's funny. That's you know, funny. like that's like reminds me of like the vomitoriums back in the days of the, of the Greek and Roman Empire where they would... They would eat to the point of throwing up, and then they would throw up, and then they'd continue eating just for the pleasure of eating. When was this? This is a, it's called vomitoriums in the Greek, Greco-Roman era. What? They would literally throw up after eating a huge feast, <laughs> and then go back, continue eating, and then do it like three times. Is that where the term, well, not to use this like in a callous way, or like throw it around, is that where like bulimia came around? Not really. No? No, this is, the, you can look it up, Google it. Vomitorium, that's, vomitorium. that is the, going to be the, um, the hashtag for this podcast. And speaking of vomitorium. Somebody threw up last night. Who threw up last night? Is it was that me? I think it was. It was. <laughs> My family had a big Labor Day party. Okay, so, so go they ahead. talked it up a lot. Why did you throw up though? Well, okay, listen, because I because I can't drink like a normal person. Are you, is it because you're getting older and you don't drink as much? Yeah, I don't drink as yeah, much. So and that's what I mixed champagne with uh, vodka cranberries. That doesn't sound that bad. I don't know what made me throw up. I think it's because maybe I didn't eat. I didn't what, eat what very did much. What did you eat? I had um, a hot dog all day. Oh, that's gross. With 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 sweet beans on it. Ugh. That might have that might have been. The, did you uh, see that guy looking? Um, so, anyways, my family was like, we're having a big party. They talked it up. They're gonna have fireworks. Um, just a lot of drinks and games. And I get there, and it's pretty, like... Was it a white party, or was it a Mexican party? Definitely white, because there was hot dogs and hamburgers, chili. But your family... Because your stepdad is white. No, he's Mexican. Just very Americanized. Can you describe to me what a Mexican party is? Because you're not the first person that asked me this when I said I'm going to a Labor Day party. Mexican party is when there's two different kinds of menudo. There's, like, a bull you can (laughs) ride in the backyard... (laughs) There's like the little like light up things hanging, and then there's like um, like you know the music you playing. Mean no, I don't know. Maybe those like little lanterns, okay. and the music playing is like um, Paisano music, like like that, you know. And then like maybe a taco truck. That would be a Mexican. Party. A taco truck, really? Yes. You think 100%. Mexicans would yeah. go and get a taco truck? Right, but the white party, you're gonna have the Stella Artois. You're gonna have definitely. Okay, it was definitely a white party. We were playing okay. ping pong, beer pong, yeah. and flip cup. Yeah, that's white. Um, that's very white. It was like a, a it was like a fraternity white party. What did, well, did you feel? Did you feel guilty when there was all this talk about white privilege and like white people are to blame for everything? Okay. Did you feel guilty, or were you like, you know what? Well, no, I don't feel guilty. I do think that that there is that the justice system the name of it definitely needs to be changed right um but i do also think this i do think that there is a privilege in any race there is a hispanic privilege to an extent there is a white privilege there is a black privilege and there is i mean there's a privilege to being a woman there's privilege to being a man there is some sort of privilege i'm not saying that that makes anything right though if I okay, let me talk about white privilege. White privilege is when I when I lived in Hawthorne, 
which is super ghetto, Hawthorne, California. And I go to the DMV, and everyone working there is black, and then everyone in line is either black or Latino. I was literally the only white guy in sight. And then they treated all these other people like crap. Bella, baby. And then for some reason, like, they were like, oh, hello, sir. And they were like super professional. And I kind of got the sense it's like just because I'm white or maybe I carry myself in a professional manner. I don't know. <laughs> don't lie. <laughs> I don't know what it was. But I, that was I'm one instance where I was like, hey, not everyone here is being treated equally. Okay, anyway. So away from politics, why did you move to California? Or why did you... You lived in California most of your life. Why did you move to Texas? Okay, Why? So, Why? Dang. Why? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> Say it again. Why did you move to, to Texas? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So, okay. My family moved of- to Texas 12 years ago. And I was the last one to stay in California. I was tired of moving around because we had moved around for quite a bit of years during my childhood. Yeah. And I moved to Texas because I have Bella, and I wanted her to get to know my side of the family. My mom, you know, my stepdad, and my brothers. Um, I also moved out here. Was her dad resisting it? very resistant. We had to go to court. Yeah. So it got got bad. It didn't get bad. It didn't get ugly. We just went to a mediator. But I did have to get a lawyer. Um, I ended up moving out here, right? Realizing that Houston is an incredibly opportunistic city to live in. I mean, it's it's pretty amazing. I feel like people come to Houston to concentrate on their goals. It's I a, sense that. I sense that right away driving here. This is my first day in Houston, and I sense that already. Mm-hmm. And I also sense the contrast with Houston versus California, where California doesn't really feel like they want you to be a success or have your slice of the American dream. It's kind of like, well, you can, but you have to bend some rules, mm-hmm. you know, and there's just a lot of things that really hold you back, I think, in California. And, and when you're going into business, whether you like it or not, the government, state and local government, federal government, is going to be your partner to some, in some capacity or other, whether it's in regards to laws in regards to regulations, in regards to financing, in regards to grants, whatever. And so when you're in an environment like California, especially for me, I just kind of felt like this is not the best place to start a business. And it turns out that California is ranked number 50 as the worst state to uh, start a business. No, I'm hearing you. I'm just having a multi-task. You want to get a costume at my birthday? You want to get a costume what, for your birthday? What do you want to have for your costume? A police woman. You want to be a police? Where do you want to be a police woman, Bella? I want to get, like, I want to put bad guys in jail. There you go. Be in control of the situation. You want to put bad guys in jail? Yeah. How are you going to tell them to put, how are you going to tell them to take them to jail? I'm going to put them in, um, in the real jail. What does it look like to you? What do you you imagine jail? jail looking like? In that jail. In that jail. jail. Okay, wait, Ruby. So, could you get back to? You wanted to get out to Texas because your family moved out here, so you had that sort of support network. Yes. You also felt a sense of like, hey, I can make a go of it for myself as a single mom. Yeah. I've got a better shot at things. So, could you touch on like what I was saying about how California didn't? I never really felt like California 
has your back when it comes to being an entrepreneur, when it comes to starting something, when it comes to financing something like that. It, I think it a just lot of people feels like California. The best thing to do is just be like broke and poor and like on some sort of public assistance, or be insanely rich. Like there's really hardly any middle. There's ground. no gray area. You have to. It's either white or black. Um, I do agree with you to an extent on that. I feel like, and I and I lost my train of thought, but I feel like. I feel like Texas, Houston, you just you just look at everything. I mean, look at the average price of a house here. Look at the average price of what somebody, like a real estate agent makes more here ab, per you know annual average than they do in California. Really? Yes, they I do. Mm -hmm. I thought they would make less because the property prices are no, less. No, they make they, more. They probably do more volume yes. of, of sales. Yeah. yeah, because the houses aren't, it's, it's, the houses aren't unattainable for right. people. People are actually buying houses. Yeah, and like people LA, can buy yeah. a house here, you know, working at a, you know, brick and mortar yeah. place, wherever they- 60 grand a year, you can get a house. Oh yeah, a you can get a house for four, with yeah. making 40 grand. A house in California, you gotta be at like the 250 grand level or higher. Yes. You make a hundred grand in California, most places you're not gonna buy a house. Oh man. And Definitely I mean, making a hundred grand in any other place in the U.S. is actually, that's like top, what, 5% income level. I mean, that's a really good income. So I looked up the, if, how somebody wants to live comfortably. Yeah. In order to live comfortably in San Francisco, you have to make an average of 115000 a year, right? In order to live comfortably. poverty level. Bella, please stop oh. that. And in Texas, I mean, it's much lower than that. It's like in 40,000s. Huh. It just shows you the quality of life is, is is definitely better. Like, I wouldn't want to live somewhere. And mind you, like everywhere you go, you got to have ambition, right? It doesn't matter whether you're living in Texas or California or you know in Wyoming or New York. Ambition is going to get you places inevitably, no matter what, right? Right. And discipline, and you know, working towards something. You can't just wish for something, right? You have to work towards things, despite of where you are at. But I do believe that Texas does offer you a, a slightly better quality of life because I don't want to live in a place where you're making 40 grand a year, you're making 50 or $60,000 a year, and you can't even go out to eat or you have to choose between getting groceries or getting gas, right? Or just things like that. Here, I mean, in Texas, I found that you could do all of the above, you know? What is it that's keeping these people in California? I mean, I can touch on Bella. that, but... Don't do that, Bella. Bella, come here. Give me the knife. Bella, give me the knife. Hand over the knife. There you go. Okay, she's disarmed. So, why? Talk about why these people that you know are still living in California. Like, what is it that's keeping them there? Because I, I can definitely touch on that. That sort of idea. I had that mentality for a while. But what do you see? Bella, is don't keeping those people there. I think it's the idea of what California, it's like this kind of like coolness. Like right. I am from California. So I'm cooler and I'm better and I'm more forward thinking. Yes. Yes. It's a very libertarian type of thinking. And that wasn't that hard Baby, to get a... Tell me a secret. So for me, like I see these people... Um, like what? a friend of mine, and, and he's got this idea that no matter what, California's gonna save the day. Like, he lives in California, he lives in LA, he lives close to the movie stars. 
and it's the center of the action, it's the center of the world, it's so far progressive, it's so cool, like Ruby was saying, and it's like there's really nothing there that's going to benefit you directly. It's, if anything, California slows you down in a lot of ways because you've got the traffic issues, you've got higher taxes, you've got a less, you know, less ability to start a business or whatever. Um, but do you, Ruby, let me ask you, do you miss California? Like, do you wake up and go, God, I wish I could just go to the beach and just, you know, hang out and live the Cali lifestyle? Honestly, I miss my friends. I miss the people. Okay. Um, but I do not miss the cost of living. I don't miss gas prices. Um, I don't miss the taxes. So you don't miss it? I really don't. I And, and here, part. it's. I mean, Houston's. it's close to the beach. I mean, it's a 45-minute drive to the beach. We could just, oh, I mean, yeah, true. the beaches are a little bit different here, but when do, you know, yeah, when true. did I really, like, I didn't really swim in the beach a lot in Cali anyways. I didn't either. I mean, I could see, like, I a surfer I think I'm going to really missing, like, California a lot. Yeah. Are you serious? You got to go poopoos again? Again? My girls. Oh, my gosh. This is the second podcast I've done with kids interrupting, but I think it's cool because it's, like, it's, like, a part of life, you know? It's, yeah. like... So do you think... Well, doesn't a podcast, like, have to recreate, like, just what normal... This is reality. and what life is? Th- this is what reality is. This isn't, like, I called you on a Zoom call and, like, you know, you were at the office. And, yeah, I'm getting... By the way, let me say some of the other podcasts, guys. I'm getting tired of listening to these podcasts where somebody calls somebody else and then it's, like, they're patching in over a phone line and then it gets patchy and then you can't understand about 10% of what the other person's saying on the phone line. And it, people are getting really lazy with this, with this thing. I'm actually, these are live podcasts. Like, I'm not going to podcast someone unless they're here physically. Like, I can, I can smell Ruby right now. But anyway, hold on. What do we're I smell like? Okay, we're back. Um, sorry about the patchy nature of the podcast. The good news is we got the little one to fall asleep. So I appreciate you, uh, you putting up with her. She's beautiful. And uh, it's, we're actually sitting at a bar. What's well, a, it's a brewery. Brewery. And, and we're, we've got a great view of the skyline of Houston. Uh, the, the rain is so far participating and not raining. And um, we're keeping this afternoon going here. So, how does, how does having a child motivate you? Um, it motivates me in multiple ways. I feel like I want to do better, obviously. I think that's just... It might not be a natural instinct for from some parents, but it definitely is for me. Um, there's you have an audience. You have somebody looking at you your entire life, the rest of your life, every day that you will live. Yes. You have someone that is watching you, that that takes things in. That I think is, the, you're, you're yeah. putting on a show for someone that will never, she will always be there, and that's a lot to live up to. And like for me, I think when where you're people in front of your kids, it's ten times worse. Well, no, and I also think when people get confused, it's like people parent by telling, not by example. And I think you have to parent by example. You can't just parent and just tell your child something and expect them to do it when you're not doing the same thing, right? right. Extremely important right there. You lead by example. Yeah. So Bella goes to her dad's every two months for about a month. And I, I'm like, wow, I have so much time. Right. And I think you almost feel selfish. Well, yeah, and I think yeah. okay, if a single person without kids isn't 
do, I mean, I don't know what they're doing with their life. Exactly, exactly. Like what? I have so what many hours. Doing those last 15 years, when I was raising my kids, and like, we were constantly yeah. worried about who's going to take care of the Haley or Ethan, who's going to pick them up, blah blah blah. Like, what were these people doing? And, and they didn't accomplish anything more than I did. Yeah. They're, they didn't get any further. It's not like they're multimillionaires because they didn't have kids, and they're like I'm in the poorhouse. It's like, if anything, I was more driven, more motivated to succeed in career-wise and work-wise than they were. And they're still like dicking around, living this like fantasy that they're somehow young. And it's like, dude, you're, you're not young anymore. I don't even think it's that, in a sense. It's just, there. We everybody has the same amount of hours in a day. I have yeah. the same amount of hours to be a parent, right? And when she goes to her dad's, I'm like, holy crap, yeah. I can get so much done. <laughs> I mean, what are you doing, single person without a child? Like, you know what I thought about too is I see these homeless people and I'm like, I don't think I could be homeless because I couldn't deal with that much time on my schedule. I'd be like, shit, well, I'm, I have a whole homeless. week of nothing. The people are also homeless because they have mental disabilities. That's true too. You know, that's a but huge I, factor. That, that even more so then because now you've got a mental health issue and you've got an excess amount of time. I go nuts with too much time. I have to have, it's nice to take a break. Like today is a break day, right? Yeah. But I gotta have something going on, and I think that's what was really hard, you know, recently. Like, there's like what, 20, 20 million people out of work. You, you lose your mind, especially if you're in a bad relationship, if you're in a bad marriage, if, if you hate your wife, you hate your kids. Hate you is know? a very strong word. I know, but it's like, that I think is the worst part is. You know what not I think? Sometimes, yeah, and we kind of went out nice. to a different it's, it's nice level. Like, what do you do when you're self-indulgent? Well, sometimes you have to normalize just the ability to relax, because I think people think that if you have a full schedule, and then it gives—I mean, yeah, it gives your life purpose, but also the ability to relax and just stop and smell the roses can give your life a lot of purpose too. We don't—we have to normalize both things. It's—it's it's checks and balances. Right. And like, back to so, the kid so, thing. So, yeah. Back to Having a child, she's definitely shown me some things about myself that I did not want to deal with. Like what? Like my lack of patience, um, you know, emotional things too that maybe we'll dive into some other time. But yeah, having a child definitely... Well, like part of your self-worth, like you felt better about yourself as a mom than you No, no, she has checked me a lot. She has put me in check. Yes. Oh yeah, big time. Big time. Big time. And I think that's a huge takeaway from being a parent. Like, it's a beautiful thing because you get more, you get very realistic very quick. You're like, look, we don't have time to dick around anymore. Like, enough with the time wasting. This is real. This child is here and now and alive, and I better get my shit together. I mean, it's like that's how I remember when. Yeah, they. I mean, kids don't care. They don't care. You don't just take a nap whenever you want. Like single people, are like, hey, let's take a nap. You don't. You can't just yeah. take a nap unless no. you want toys and people and kids jumping up and down on you. If you have fire. a hangover, yeah. I'm sorry. They don't care if you have a hangover. That's your problem that you drank too much, right? That was me last night. And um, just anything, like going to the store, you're gonna have to deal with the kid that's like running around or just getting a kid in and out of a car seat right there is so many little things that people 
that when you're single, you don't think about until you have a child. I remember when I came home with Bella, that first night of sleeplessness, I was like, I looked at her dad and I was like, what the heck did we get ourselves into? Like, I was breastfeeding every two hours, just like not sleeping. Now not sleeping is, is like normal. Right. You know, like I'm, I'm, it's, I'm able to do it. Of course I love sleep. I do not not like getting sleep. But yeah, definitely have t- has taught me a lot of things about myself. Would you say that it gets easier every day? There's new challenges every right. single day. Because she's constantly growing, right? She's constantly, she's a sponge. She's just, just like absorbing so many things in the world. Words, actions, ways of thinking. And as a parent, you have to just give your child the ability to spread their wings, just giving, a, just giving them a canvas. Have you ever felt, like I remember this one time I, I had this job, you know, I was a young dad. When Haley was born, okay, I was 23 years old, and I had only been 24 for one week, and then Haley was born. I was like 24-year-old, freshly 24-year-old young dad. And I remember getting this job, and I'm kind of talking with this guy, and he was like a manager of some stupid restaurant or whatever. So we were like a struggling family trying to make it. And I go, oh, yeah, I have my daughter, and I'm taking care of her, and da, da, da. me and her mom are taking care of her, yada, 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 and talking about my daughter. And then he kind of writes it off. He just goes, oh, yeah, yeah, that's cool. I have my niece, blah, 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 yeah, she's, she's fun. And he like basically like equalized the fact that he had a niece with me being a parent to a child. Mm-hmm. And I remember being really offended. Like, you don't have a freaking clue what you're talking about, what it's like to be a parent, unless you're a parent. And all these people are like, "Oh, I have a dog. I'm a I'm a dog oh mom." Oh my gosh! You you get sick of that shit too. I I totally dislike it when people are like, I'm like, do you guys have children? No, but I have a dog. I'm like, oh, did you really just compare a dog to a human child? Right. I don't get that. It's so offensive. It's not even offensive. It's like, I, I think it's a bit ignorant and it's really small-minded. It's a, it's absurd. Yeah. That that is something that people feel comfortable with saying and I, I remember being offended by that several times it's like you don't there's certain things you just you don't say to a parent like there is a there's a divide there's a you know what I mean like there's a divide there you're either a parent or you're not you know and I do think that people can love their pets obviously but to compare what you're doing as a single mom to like oh yeah I take my you dog don't, for yeah, walk every night no. You don't breastfeed your child I mean your dog you don't change your dog's diaper you don't get like food thrown at you and, and like out of a, we got kicked out of our apartment when we it was back in 2000 I want to say 9 and it was this apartment in El Segundo which is weird because El Segundo is like a family city it's like all these families in LA and we lived in this apartment which had all these like old like lesbians or whatever <laughs> <laughs> and and they would just they they all got together and started complaining hardcore on us and then there was something where the toilets got clogged up the outside sewer line got clogged up so for whatever the shitter was clogged and then like the plumber said mentioned something shitter? yeah shitter or honey bucket shitter whatever so there was some plumber goes oh yeah well if kids throw toys down the toilet this can happen like he mentioned something like that 
And these landlords literally, like, I think it was like less than a month later, kicked us out. And they, they came out, we'll never forget, they came to the door. We had both Haley and Ethan living there. Haley was six years old in kindergarten. Exactly. And Ethan was three years old. And we're a family in El Segundo trying to get by like everybody else. And they were totally against us. And so they literally just handed us and said, hey, we have to ask you to leave. I said, why? They said, you don't get a reason. You just have to leave. And it was literally like, it, it sounds like it is. It sounds like it legally would be totally out of the line. But if they kick you out without a reason, it's perfectly legal. And we, we got kicked out because we had kids. And I remember the feeling of being a young father and being a family, trying really hard to make it, having all these other families around us that had like two and three million dollar homes. And we were just like, it was a struggle. And I, I don't think my kids really know about that. But, you know, you don't, you don't get, really get many points for being a mom or being a dad. It's not like, oh, cool, let me give you kickbacks and let me help you out and let me babysit for you and it's just kind of like you're you're held to the same standards as everybody else only you have these children that are looking to you for their survival and you have to dedicate more time and more resources and um you know the kids don't go anywhere right have you ever felt like you in a similar story we got kicked out or anything like that where you just like weren't wanted yeah there was one time uh i was at this brewery called anomaly and uh, no, no, no. This is called Buff Brew, Buffalo Bayou Brewery. Um, and this, when I had first moved to Houston, Bella is a very social creature. She's just like her mom. And she, there, she saw a, a a kid inside of the brewery, and she's like, I'm gonna go over there and just play with him or her. I, I don't remember if it was a girl or a boy. Um, but yeah, so she starts playing, and the mom comes up to me, and she's like, Is this your daughter? And I'm like, Yeah. And she's like can you take her back to where she came from? And I was like, that's a really rude way to say it. Like, if you don't want my child to play with your child, like, just to be polite about it. Anyways, like, it was so weird. And then they looked at the guy that I was with at the time, because I was with this guy, and they were like, are you her dad? And he was like, no, I'm, you know, that's my girlfriend's daughter. And then she was like, so you're just playing daddy for the day? I was like, man, what is these people's problem? Like, Did you punch her? No, I didn't. I should have, but I didn't. Um, there was also another t- incident where we went to a restaurant, and Bella was getting a little bit too close to this um, this gay couple that was sitting next to us. But it was kind of a shared table Two like this. Guys. Yeah, it was a shared table like this, a yeah. picnic table. And it was getting a little bit late. I think it was like at 8.30, and, sh- and they were like, excuse me, ma'am, isn't it past her bedtime? I was like, well, no, it's a, it was like a Saturday night, you know, um, and they were like, can you please tell your child to get away from our area? I'm like, dang, like, yeah. people got like child hate, I don't know what it is, they but do. it's not even a big deal. And but they're so, the they're so fake about it. They're like, oh, she's so cute, and they're so fake about it, but it's like, okay, get that little rat away from me. You know, it's like... Sometimes they really, they're real, sometimes really they're fake. I've, I've had times when I hated kids, too. Yeah, like, I'm not going to lie. Like, okay, I really hate those kids. Like, that kid is whack. Yeah. That's a whack baby. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, there has definitely been a time. That's um, the quote of the podcast. That's what? a whack baby. That's That's a- <laughs> that baby is whack. <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah. So, what were we talking about? Kids, babies. Yes. Kids. 
This beer is great, by the way. Yeah, it's that's the Sam Adams season. It's called Sam's Daily. It's a lager. It's not Sam Adams. Sam Adams is a different beer. They don't sell Sam Adams at this brewery. Oh, really? Yeah. Brewery usually sells like specialized brews. Not bottled did, stuff. Why did I think she said Sam Adams? She said Sam Daly. Because she said Sam Daly. Oh. It's Sam Daly. That's what it's called. Okay, it's like a crisp summer beer. Okay. Um, but anyways, that's really what I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot from parenting. I'm not done learning from parenting. I definitely, she's taught me so much. Do you ever think about the, the future, like, when she's 25 oh and she's God. dating and you're, like, you know, maybe what you're, you'll be like 45. You'll still be a pretty young mom, and like. But I'm not really that young of a mom. I'm 29. She's three. Yeah. She's about yeah. to be four. Like I, th- I had her when I was about to be 26. That's kind of young. I think that's, that's kinda young. that is kind of young. I feel like, like nowadays yes. people are having kids in their 30s. Another one. Uh. Do you want to get something different? Uh no yeah she'll she'll get something different. Yeah, we'll look at the menu. Okay, yeah thank you. See, it's this big thing right here with the clip on it. That's the menu, right? This is the menu. It's not one of those CR code menus. Right. Or QR so, code. Like, what do you What do you see for the future? Menus. How do you see yourself, like 20 years from now? Oh man. Your daughter's beautiful. I see myself retired, owning two real estate brokerages wow. called the Good House Company. Um, also, maybe developing some type of product and selling it in Amazon. I have very, very, very intense ambitions, and you yeah, know what? Big goals. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I see myself doing that, and I don't really want to think about her dating, but I'm She'll definitely. Gonna, be beautiful. She's already, she's already beautiful. Go- beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I just want her not to be an asshole. <laughs> Part of my job is to like. Have her grow up and have her not be an asshole. Um, you know, just be kind to people. Don't laugh at people when they get hurt. Everything she needs to know, pretty much, she just. Okay, she's I got. To learn let me switch gears a little bit. You told me you were going to be a real estate agent. What's going on with that? Are you still doing that? Yep, still doing it. Still studying every single day. I'll be taking my exam soon. But. Um, okay, cool. Congratulations. So let me give you a quick little plan. This is my plan. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Well, I used to be a listing real estate agent, so I was just going to give advice, but if, it's all right. I'll keep my mouth shut. Um, you can give me advice, but not a plan. Well, the, the advice is go to a, a listing agent that has a lot of existing listings, that has a big hole in the market, and basically say, I want to I try to sell some of your properties, and if I do sell one of your properties, I get a percent commission. So basically something that you would not have sold had I been the catalyst to the reaction so essentially be a catalyst to a reaction of sales help them out no sweat off their back you're basically calling their existing listings and leads that's my advice trying to start from square one is very hard i learned that with my last business don't start from square one it's crazy like don't try to plant okay but carl square one is not wrong i know that you think you have all the answers i know it takes a long time though that's the train it's not wrong no, but yours isn't wrong either, but, you know, square one is not wrong either. But There's different ways to go about everything. There's not just one way. I know that you think you have all the plans, but there is not just one way sure. to go about things. Okay, if, if I could be argumentative, Your Honor, for a second, um, if I may please the court. Yeah. Did you just call me Your Honor? <laughs> well, this is an argumentative question, but... 
I, I'm devil's advocate right now. Yeah, I am. So I'm single by let, let me let me let me pose it to you this way. My last business I had, I was like, hey, I'm passionate about avocados. So I'm gonna go ahead avocados. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna get an avocado seed and plant the avocado seed and wait for the avocado tree to grow. And when it grows, it's gonna bear fruit, right? And I'm gonna have my own avocado grove. But instead what I'm doing now is I'm going to the guy that already has 500 avocado trees and saying, hey, I think I can do something to help your business out and carve out my own niche of, of success with your already large success. Similar to somebody selling stuff on Amazon. They're not really starting a brand new online retail. They are, they're basically helping an existing site. You see what I'm saying? Subcontracting, being an entrepreneur versus starting everything completely on your own and going through the that struggle that's involved with that. It, it speeds up the process, basically. And then, I with that success, like then you, you can spend... You passionate about multiple things in I your, I in your, I've in your life. I've learned a lot. I've paid my dues. Yeah, and I'm just, I'm very narrow-minded. I, I don't, believe me. <laughs> I just let you talk yeah. sometimes. <laughs> it's like, I honestly six. don't, I don't even know what you said the past, like, two paragraphs. What I'm saying There's is the difference... Have, which is a bad thing. Selective listening. I understand what you're saying, 100%. And teaming up with somebody that already has done that. You know what? Let's leave this for whoever listens to this podcast. If they listen to it this far. I, yeah, I know. If, you, if you're already <laughs> in like, like, let's leave it and then maybe put it in the comments. I don't know where you could put it. Yeah. And we'll see. We shall see. What's better, to start your own thing from square one or to be an entrepreneur? Team up, subcontract, both, of those, can, both, both of, them. of those are developed entrepreneurs. Right. There is not one wrong way. And but you have to understand that you, your way it doesn't necessarily mean it's right. You have a narrow minded way of thinking right now and I That's dislike true. that extremely. That's true. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I also don't like people saying, Let me give you a plan for your life because I'm like, no no. It's called advice. And that advice was definitely unsolicited. So wait, are we arguing now? Yeah, is this an argument, Your Honor? Um, all right, let's let's switch things up a little bit. Stop calling me your honor. <laughs> because it was, it was an argumentative question. I knew going into that it was going to be a little bit thought provoking. Oh, oh, the beast is waking up. Is sleeping on this picnic table. She looks. Take a picture of her with the beer next to her. I will. <laughs> I'm just worried. Like the sleeping dog is waking. <laughs> She's moving around a lot. She's turning into a werewolf. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. You're gonna wake up or go to sleep? Please go to sleep. Okay, let's let's wrap things up. Can you give a parting thought since you're a guest on just some motivational you know, the economy is actually doing well better than like a lot of people realize. There is opportunities to find jobs. You found a job this week. What would you say? Would you be be your parting advice to anyone else? Man, um, okay. It would be this. Everything is attainable. You just have to put yourself out there a lot. Anything that you put on a pedestal is immediately farther away. So do like not that. put things on pedestals. This is because as desires arise, hold Are on, you I'm reading the script. Yeah, no, I'm reading the with. I think she's reading this. I don't think this is like off the top. No, no, no. You're right. The first like three sentences. Were, all right, so I'm gonna read this. Anything you put on a pedestal yeah. is automatically further away. So do not put things on a pedestal, right? What, what about setting goals? What about setting a goal, though? Goals are great. 
Goals are great. Is a goal on a pedestal? Short term, no. Goals are different, right? Like, okay, so let me yeah. let me read this to you. Okay. This is because as desires arise, so does the feeling of not having it. The key is to have the awareness that you are good either way, then turn desire into intention and everything will change. Hmm, turn okay. desire into intention. Always, okay, so Oprah Winfrey talks about this a lot. She's like, have intent. Have intent every single way, every single day. I said away. Wake up knowing that you are intending to do something, right? You have intention in your not life. Not just wanting to do it. Not really just the it. desire. Yeah, intention like gets that. you farther than desire. You have to, you can't just wish for something. You have to work for something. There you go. There's a big difference. Desire is I want to be president of the United States. Intention is I'm running. Desire for the is very if they're right? with wishing something, right? Yes, you're right. What, what, but it's what, not doing anything. Correct. Intention is very there with working for something. There you it know is. What I mean? Yeah. I'd like to thank you for being a guest on episode 10 of the City Connect podcast with me, your host, Prince Carl. Once again, the viewership is quickly growing. The last episode didn't grow as quickly, but it, it definitely is growing. And I welcome you. And uh, if you want to check out Ruby, what's your uh, handle on Instagram? Ruby La Poetisa. How do you spell that? We don't... R-U-B-Y-L-A-P-O-E-T-I-S-A. There it is. Hit her up, folks. Thanks for listening. Catch you on episode 11.